Tis the season to give something delicious. Give the gift of gourmet Italian foods with Delalo's handcrafted gift collection. With over 50 thoughtfully curated options or the ability to build your own, these collections are perfect for foodies, family, and friends. From gourmet pastas, olive oil, and biscotti to epic antipasti and charcuterie boards. And of course, irresistible Italian sweets and snacks. They have it all. Give the gift of culinary delight with Delalo's gift collection. Shop today at Delalo.com. Happy gifting. You're listening to the PRO Media Network. The next level in entertainment. family check out the pro shop the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform unisex tees for men and women hoodies and sweatshirts tank tops kids and baby items long sleeve tees mugs pillows wall art bath bedding face masks phone cases stickers bags fanny packs socks hats and many other items please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop and who that to going on fam welcome to the sports coma we're in the building man tsc coach payton temporary sideline from saints workouts man we're gonna talk about that today on the stream much love to the great saint think tank man we're in the building man wednesday is tsc radio day we're in the building much love to the family appreciate y'all Please feel free to subscribe to TSC Radio, man. Subscribe, join up for the show every Wednesday at 5.30. We're going to do the TSC Radio. This is our second rendition since bringing it back. We're going to cover it. We're going to talk about some Saints news today. As we know, this one's called Coach Payton Temporary Sideline from Saints Workouts. We'll talk about that. We'll also, we'll cover the injury report that was released, the first uh, injury report of the week as we Head up to the matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Part two, we got the best of them in the first matchup. Trevor Simeon. That's right, baby. Backup quarterback Trevor, Trevor Simeon beat Tom Brady, but that wasn't even a headline. That wasn't even mentioned, man. That was not mentioned. <laughs> Just crazy how it is, right? Good thing we got our own media platform, man, so we can cover it the right way. We're going to get into the injury report to see who played today. I mean, who practiced, who didn't practice. We'll go into uh, dealing with Cam and Mark Ingram, of Ty Montgomery and others on the C-19 list. Still no change there. We'll get an update on that. Of course, we'll talk about the fact that the Saints did waive a few players and one is not coming back. We'll cover that news to know on the show as well. And of course, toward the back end of the broadcast, we'll cover uh, the New Orleans Superdome renovation plan, which uh, carries 27 mil NC-19 aid. So that's the proposal. We'll cover some of that uh, economic news uh, coming your way from the black and gold. So much love to the great St. Thank Tank. Appreciate y'all being in a live stream. Uh, appreciate y'all being here. Be kind is in the building. GM Kev is in the building. Much love. Appreciate the family members tuning in to TSC Q&A. Actually, TSC uh, Radio, Coach Payton, Temporary Sideline Saints Workouts. Now, like I said, we're going to get into it. And, and let's jump right on this story, fam. And this is, of course, from NOLA.com's uh, Jeff Duncan on the scoop. That Coach Payton temporarily, temporarily sidelined from Saints Workouts. But the show must go on. Now, New Orleans Saints Coach Payton is voluntarily sidelined himself from team activities this week in a precautionary move before the team's game against the Bucks on Sunday night. Now, team officials said that uh, today. Now, what they were saying that Peyton, quote, feeling under the weather, end quote, 
Wednesday, team officials said, but has continued to test negative for C-19. Now, Peyton was a virtual participant during the game plan meetings with coaches on Tuesday and a team meeting with players and coaches on Wednesday. He also skipped the Saints' two-hour outdoor practice at the team facility on Wednesday afternoon as the Saints ramped up preparations for the primetime game against the NFC South division rivals at Raymond James Stadium. Now, quote, like anything else, the show must go on, end quote, that's Taysom Hill saying, quote, I certainly missed having him around today, but we're not going to lose a day of prep for a big game. I thought we had a good day of practice, end quote. Bates said in June, he and the rest of the Saints, tier one and tier two employees were, uh, you know, he got their shots fully. Players, coaches and trainers and tier one employees, tier two employees are those with some close contact with players such as GMs and football operation. Now, Peyton was one of the first people in the NFL to get C-19 when he announced that he tested positive in March of 2020. Now, his status for future practices and meetings remains uncertain, according to team officials. Now, Saints tight end Nick Vanette said it was, quote, strange, end quote, to not have Coach Payton at practice, but it had little effect on the workout. He said the other coaches on the offensive staff, quote, did exactly what they normally do, end quote, in calling plays and overseeing individual drills. When they said he was out sick, I was like, oh, okay, I wonder how that's going to be. That's what Vanette said, but I think we just showed up and focused on the process. It doesn't matter if the head coach is here or not. We've got to take care of our stuff. Hopefully he's feeling better. The news is the latest string of C-19 related issues the Saints have had to navigate this season. All of a sudden, it just broke all out. Cam started off with defensive end Cam Jordan, who said he was fine. He felt fine. Running back Mark Ingram, wide receiver Ty Montgomery, all tested uh, positive last week and missed the Saints matchup against the Jets, in which they just destroyed the Jets 30 to nine. And of course, uh, Montgomery returned to practice on Wednesday. So that's good news. But Jordan and Ingram was still missing. Now, several coaches were sidelined by the league C-19 protocols after testing positive uh, before the team's week two game against the Panthers. Peyton was not none of, one of them. Wednesday was not the first time coach Peyton has missed practice with the Saints. He skipped a training camp workout in 2015 to attend Megan's graduation at Pepperdine University. He also missed a Wednesday of the game of week practice during week seven of the 2011 season after having surgery on his broken leg. Coach Peyton brings a lot of juice to practice. Hill said he's a very detail orientated guy, but I think it creates opportunities for other people to step up. And certainly from a coaching standpoint, guys did that today. Now Saints defensive end Carl Granderson said Peyton brings an intensity to practice that is difficult to duplicate in his absence, his presence creates an innate sense of urgency and focus among everyone, including coaches, players, and support staff. Now, players know they have to come ready to work, come ready to practice. Grandison said you can't start off slow, so you just got to come really with your hand on fire, which is one of my favorite sayings I like to say. Even on a Wednesday throughout the week, he brings the juice, he picks up the tempo, and that's what a head coach is for. And, of course, Coach Payton is the overseer of the squad he does a lot of that so right now even though it's saying that he's not tested positive for anything he is tested negative he's just feeling a little bit under weather now like they said he did get a shot so you know like a lot of people did got you know got their stuff so we'll see how that all goes fam but uh as we keep moving in this thing hopefully coach Payton is fine and he'll return because we need him for this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Saints wins the injury report. Speaking of the the Skunkaneers, 2021 week 15 versus the Skunkaneers. Nine Saints listed on Wednesday's injury report. Let's get off into it. Source is the NewOrleansSaints.com. Week nine. Okay, excuse me, week 15. But nine players were listed on Wednesday's injury report for the team heading to the Buccaneers matchup. And, of course, that's Ryan Ramchek was DMP'd again. Teron Armstead was DMP. We look at that as being a day of rest. Kate Nellis was also DMP'd, dealing with hamstrings. So you have two knee issues by booking tackles, Ramchek and Armstrong. Kate Nellis dealing with hamstring issues. So is Gary Griffin. LaJordan Humphrey is also dealing with a hamstring issue. So all of those guys, Ellis Griffin and Humphrey, all DMP'd for today. Pete Werner, good news. Our exceptional linebacker, rookie was able to get back on the field in a limited capacity after dealing with an elbow injury that made him sit out for the Jets matchup. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson popped up on the 
uh, injury list with a toe situation. He was limited. He still played. Marcus Davenport had a shoulder issue. Remember that carried on, but he was limited as well. And of course, Taysom Hill, they got right finger on there, but they have fully practiced there. So low limitations as far as Taysom's hang, uh, finger or hand, whatever you won't say, uh, it, it, it goes as far as that's concerned. Now, the Buccaneers, looking at this side of things, conducted a walkthrough practice on Wednesday. Cornerback Jamal Dean, illness, DMP. Running back Leonard Fournette had an ankle issue, DMP. Cornerback Richard Sherman, Achilles, DMP. Safety Antonio Winfield, foot, DMP. Safety Jordan Whitehead, calf, limited. And, of course, Jason Pierre-Paul with a shoulder, fully practiced, with punter Bradley Pinion with a right hip issue, fully practiced as well. So, and we'll get into it as well. But good news as the Saints, uh, additional Saints roster moves, and we'll cover a little bit more of this as we get into the show about Will Clapp, Ty Montgomery, and that's right, the favorite, the tight end that you love to hate. The tight end that you love to hate. We'll talk about him as well. Now let's get to the next uh, article right here, Saints Cam Jordan. Uh, and Mark Ingram still on the C-19 list, but could that change soon? This is by Luke Johnson from NOLA. Veteran Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram have not yet returned to the Saints after landing on the C-19 reserve list last week, but maybe some good news is around the corner. Jordan, who missed the first game of his 11-year career last week after testing positive C-19 last Monday, posted a picture of himself on, on IG story Wednesday below the chat. Can it be tomorrow already? The Saints defensive end was asymptomatic last week and is fully vacted in order to return to the team. Jordan must submit two negative tests, both of which must be conducted at least 24 hours apart. Now, Ingram, who also is vacted, landed on the reserve C-19 list last Wednesday. Running back Ty Montgomery, who's also missed last week's game on the C-19 reserve list, was designated to return. So we get Ty Montgomery back, which is good news, and back to practice on the team Wednesday. Now, baby, let's talk more about the additional moves. Now, of course, the Saints had a few other moves that they made in this thing. As the Saints waived uh, Josiah Bronson and Will Clapp and opened the practice squad spot. So, New Orleans Saints completed several roster moves before their Week 15 practice got into full swing ahead of Sunday's primetime game with the Buccaneers, releasing two backups from the 53-man roster as well as one of several cornerbacks on the practice squad. With three other players still in the league C-19 protocols, it leaves the Saints with 48 of 53 roster spots and 15 of 16 practice squad openings. Now, offensive lineman Will Clapp was was waived Monday, but he cleared waivers. He's eligible to return to the practice squad if the Saints choose to bring him back. He's quickly replaced by veteran free agent James Carpenter, offensive line the Saints picked up last week who was elevated from the practice squad of head ahead of clap and filled in for the Saints' sixth offensive lineman against the Jets. Now, additionally, the Saints waived rookie defensive tackle Josiah Bronson Tuesday, and Bronson had been playing sparingly in interior line rotation behind David on Yamada, Shai Tuttle, Christian Ringo, and Big Albert Huggins. Malcolm Roach remains on the practice squad if Bronson doesn't clear waivers or if the Saints choose not to bring him back. Another player recently let go was cornerback Dalen Mabin. But since he was released from the practice squad, he immediately becomes a free agent and will not have to test waivers. He hadn't gotten many looks this season and was joined on the practice squad by DBs Jordan Miller, Kavari Russell, and Bryce Thompson. So more moves will be on the way as these vacancies are filled, most likely with players returning from C-19 list. But let's keep an eye out for possible reinforcements coming off the IR in weeks ahead as well. Now, a bit of news for family members that don't know is that in the additional roster moves, the Saints did add to the uh, from active uh, to the active practice squad was Will Clapp. Now, it, from active to practice squad, that's his move. So they moved Clapp to the practice squad. They added him back. Ty Montgomery was added to the active roster from the C-19 list. And guess what, baby? The tight end that you love to hate is back. That's right, Adam Troutman. That's right, the big fish in the small pine was added to the active roster from uh, from the injury reserve. That's right. So not at all of the crap talking about Adam Troutman. He's back, baby. He's back on <laughs> the Saints offense. Alone. Now, it should be, listen, family should feel good about this move because what it does do, 
is it does help the Saints offense move around a little bit because you got to look at it. You got Nick Vanette right there, and Nick Vanette is doing this damn thing, right? Nick Vanette is has been solid for the Saints, and that was supposed to be the initial uh, move at first before Troutman. I know they started off the season with Troutman, but really Nick Vanette had a big role for uh, in the Saints offense with Coach Payton. He wanted Vanette, which is his best blocking tight end, to be the guy that handles the bulk of the blocking duties while he moves Adam Troutman around, and of course Jawan Johnson's there. So it's good to see the Saints have the tight ends, their full tight end line or their full tight end uh, 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 guys are, are room together, meaning Vanette's there. Troutman is going to you know, be eased back in that thing. And Jawan Johnson. And that's good because, really, we need those guys. We need Nick Vanette to keep doing what he's doing. We need Jawan Johnson to keep doing what he's doing. We need the, uh, Adam Troutman to step his game up and keep doing what he's doing as well. So, it's, in, it's intriguing, man, to say the least, because you got to look at it. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast. So make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Adam Troutman struggled uh, early on in the season. He started picking up the, uh, picking up things a little bit, and then he got knocked out. He's back off the IR, so the Saints starting to get some guys, hopefully back, that can help them. It, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't like that. They don't like it. I know y'all don't like it. I know y'all don't like it, but it's all right. It's going to be all right. But that's some of the news, man, to talk about. But, yeah, it's intriguing because with the lineup we got coming up against the uh, Tampa Bay Suckaneers. This is a big game. And of course, I'm not surprised by Ryan Ramchek going back to the injury report. He being DMP'd and Armstead being DMP'd as well. I think both of those guys eventually will be available when the time comes. Uh, we don't, I don't know too much about a, uh, Ellis's situation, but I know hamstrings are tricky things. Caden Ellis, Garrett Griffin is on that list now with the Jordan Humphrey. So is Griffin added to the list. Uh, he had a pretty decent game last week for the Jets where he helped open up several blocking holes to allow uh, guys to leak through. So with him going having a hamstring issue, getting Troutman back is right on time. All right, all right. Torres says put him back on the bench. <laughs> Boy, y'all are rough as hell, man. Uh, Jim Kev said he bad, he, he, that he's garbage. Uh, well, listen, man, all that I can tell you guys, man, is that, listen, the man is a young tight end. He's only in his second year. This is his first true year of having uh, elevated minutes, and he got to learn the position. Coach Payton is not going to get rid of this guy, and I keep telling people that. <laughs> he's not. Coach Payton is not going to get rid of this man, fam. So, I mean, we might as well start getting that, is that the man is going to be here. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, that's a big part of it. But going into the Tampa Bay matchup, man, you know, that's going to be intriguing. More on that later. Let's get into uh, the Browns uh, talking about with Troutman coming back and Joseph Bronson, who was a pretty good uh, undrafted defensive tackle for us. Guess what? He's not coming back. You know why? Because the Cleveland Browns claimed Joseph Bronson off of waivers. That's right. The Cleveland Browns put in a waiver claim for Joseph Bronson, and he is gone. The Saints will lose him as the Browns continue to reel in from the amount of players that will likely be unavailable in their game against the Raiders. They put a waiver claim for defensive tackle Joseph Bronson. Bronson had been waived by the Saints, the rookie out of the University of Washington, and also spent time at Temple. Bronson is a hair under 6'3 and about 300 pounds. He appeared in six games with the Saints this season as a reserve option. Bronson may not have been one of their top guys in his games. He appeared he was on the field for a good amount. Between their games with the Eagles and the Bills, Bronson was on the field for half the team's defensive snaps 
his impact on the stat sheet has been limited, recording seven solo tackles and a tackle for loss. And of the 14 players the Browns put on the C-19 list, only one was a defensive tackle in Malik McDowell, but he played about 65% of the defensive snaps this season. That's a substantial amount. And while they have Tommy Tagoi to play the nose, he's a rookie with not much experience. So the Browns do have options, including Sheldon Day currently on the practice squad. They'd be more inclined to activate Day to play in the game. But if, Brian, if they like Bronson, they can keep him. Another option is they could release him. And if he clears waivers, sign him to the practice squad. This is something the Browns did with a few of their players. So with that being said, uh, Bronson is gone, family. The Cleveland Browns have claimed Joseph Bronson off the uh, over waivers. So that pretty much does Joseph Bronson. And maybe they wave him in the Saints. We'll see him again down the line. So very intriguing, man. Very intriguing. So, you know, Bronson's a good dude, but that was one of the things the Saints were doing. They're going to release this guy, he clears, what have you. But like you said, the Browns is all of a sudden is a ratchet case of the C-19 all across the league. Uh, unfortunately, we had Cam and Ingram, Ty Montgomery, and now Coach Payton, who's not tested positive, Dylan just feeling under the weather. So he just, even though he didn't test bad, he's just feeling a little bit under the weather and just made it a, a, a case to keep himself away from the team. And uh, hopefully Coach Payton will be feeling better as we get closer and closer to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers matchup. So the Buccaneers game is going to be intriguing on so many levels because the the key to winning the matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is solid line play. The Saints going to have to control the line of scrimmage. Now, in the previous matchups against the Tampa Bay Skunkaneers, what was intriguing is the Saints had the ability to just offset uh, Tom Brady. They get in his head. And then you see he had uh, this, this, this energy and the countenance. None of that famous Tom Brady rah-rah crap was present against matchups with the Saints. They just sapped it all out of him and then, uh, con- you know, commenced to whipping on him, knocking him around. He's just not comfortable playing the Saints defense. Now, we know the Saints defense are getting a lot of people back. Hopefully they get Cam back. They have Davenport, even though he's dealing with a shoulder issue, Davenport is still there. So the Saints going to have to do something in terms of what our defense was doing previously. We've got Quan Alexander there. Uh, we'll end up getting uh, Pete Werner back. That'll help out in the, in, in the, with the linebackers and coverage with Demario Davis. Our secondary is start is playing better. We got Chauncey Gardner back at the nickel position. We really missed him over the last several weeks. And uh, you, we have the secondary was one of our strengths prior to the injury concerns that started to mount up. But the offensive line was something that was dealing. They were pretty much beat up pretty bad with the injuries. You had uh, Teron Armstead missing games. You have Ryan Ramchek missing a, a block of games. Uh, Pete is hurt. Andrews Pete is, is pretty much out for the season. Eric McCoy does not look like Eric McCoy. He looks like a... Uh, a shell of himself. And a lot of people are saying, Q, I think McCoy is hurt, that he's not fully healthy, you know, and he's not listed on any injury reports, but Eric McCoy, my goodness, uh, the Saints center, he's been playing. He's been not been looking good at all. I mean, I, I remember covering TSC Q&A yesterday. I had a picture uh, when Taysom was running down the field. McCoy was flat on his back with his legs up like he was a starfish. Somebody slammed him, threw him on the ground. And McCoy just had not been looking good. He'd been missing blocks and he's not looked good. But then again, which, you know, overall, most in the, oh, especially over the last four games, you know, the offensive line had not really been all that good prior to, I mean, over the last four games, five games. And then, of course, the Jets, when it picked up, when you seen the offensive line started to block better, you had Vanette in there doing better. And like I was telling family members, when Vanette comes in, he represents a certain blocking aspect that we need our tight end to have. And he's the best blocking tight end we have. And you've seen it in action. And, of course, the Saints were able to bring in a sixth lineman and they were able to run the ball. You see power eye formations from Coach Payton running it as they got physical with the Bucks. I mean, with the Jets. We got to get physical with the Bucks as well. That's how we beat them the first time. We bulldogged them with the run. And, of course, we were able to throw the ball. But, listen, like I said, I'm thinking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to play the Saints for the run and force to enforce uh, Taysom Hill to be a passer to beat them. They're not going to let Elvin Kamara beat them. That's that. That will be the focal point. 
is stopping Elvin Kamara in the Saints rushing attack and forcing Taysom Hill to put the ball in the air. Now, like I said, they won't turn him into a passer by containing him and not allowing him to run outside the pocket. So that would be the game plan that they would use and then force him to beat them from the pocket. And most people say, well, Q, he won't be able to do that. That depends on what kind of play uh, wrinkles are, 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 are play calls that Coach Payton has set up for Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's been here some whiles. And this you get to the part of the season where you, as a head coach, and Coach Payton knows this more than, uh, better than most, is that you have to give the, the uh, passer plays that he's comfortable with. Uh, you know, picking his brain, what plays do you like? And see if we can build a play scheme or a playbook around his best attributes as the offense has to kind of wrap around his unique skill set uh, to have success. We can't run a Drew Brees style system. <laughs> oh, damn. Jameis Winston system with Taysom Hill back there. No, you're going to have to uh, adapt. It, it, adaption is neat right here. <laughs> you're going to need some adaption here. You're going to have to adapt uh, to Taysom Hill's uh, uh, ability to run versus his ability to pass. And let me tell you something. Uh, he's done a pretty decent job in the Jets matchup of finding uh, the check down, which is Elvin Kamara. And if those two can build some type of uh, camaraderie between a passer and the catcher, this could look something because you have two extremely uh, excitable energy field players like Taysom Hill and Elvin Kamara that would just burn your ass, burn the skin off your back if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that you got to worry about both of those guys out there in the Saints offense. But the game plan, and it's obvious what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to try to do. They're going to try to operate. They're going to really try to operate uh, where they keep Taysom Hill in the pocket and try to keep control of Elvin Kamara while they uh, uh, kind of contain him and pressure him at the same time. So the thing is, Taysom Hill is going to have to get the ball out, man. He's going to have to pick up his reads a lot faster. Remember, he picked up three sacks last week against the Jets, one of which was one he got put on his ass. He ain't even see the guy. And the guy wasn't like the guy was uh, invisible or the guy was just snuck out from behind a blocker. No, the guy ran free, came around, and had you did a full pan around the field to scan the defense, you would have seen that guy. He was staring down on a guy, and that's what got him killed. But see, experience is the best learn. It's the best teacher in the family. And now he understands that he better scan that field and get his ass blown up. So, I mean, it, that that's what we have to deal with to beat the Buccaneers. Like, well, a lot of people saying, Q, we're not going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had guys, family members tell me that. Well, I don't see it happening. I, 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 it, I, I'm just saying at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people telling me, Q, we're not going to win. We're not going to win against the Bucs because the Bucs have Tom Brady. The Bucs have a running game, and they're playing good. They're, what, 9-3 and three or something? I don't know what the goddamn record is. I, I don't pay attention to the Bucs. I know what they're dealing with. I don't know their record, but y'all guys put it in the chat. But the reality to me is that anybody could be beat. And if anybody could beat, you look at what the Saints have did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the last year or so, like even of the last three, uh, three, out, of the, three out of the last four matchups. Okay, you got one. Okay, and they say, well, that one means everything because you beat us, but we beat you where it really matters. And that one playoff victory is worth all of the regular season uh, games. That's how they see it. And, and to a degree, you can give them that because you got to understand is that uh, the playoffs is what it's all about. It really is. The playoffs is what it's all about. And the Saints turned the game over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They gave them four straight turnovers, which was pathetic. You know, I was severely pissed in the game. Actually, you can still go and listen to those shows. Go back and look at those shows. Okay, they got them at nine and four. Kev says, uh, ten. I thought they were, I had more than that. I thought they had more than that, Kev. I'm going to have to look it up here. Kev says nine and four. But yes, yeah, intriguing all at the same time, to be honest with your family, about some of the things that we've seen. Uh, dealing with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, but the Saints have had their number. Even in the even if you look at the playoff matchup with the Buccaneers, we should have beat the Buccaneers in that game. They turned the ball over four straight times and literally imploded and gave the game, gave them short fields damn near on every possession uh, for them to score, and Tampa Bay just did what they did. They just went down the field and won the game from the Saints. Took it from the Saints. That was really 
I'm disheartened and lost too. I was pissed off about the Saints because that's not how we do. And that's when I that's when I really started really getting on my stop the club Saint nonsense. Stop celebrating and having the club lights and all that shit. You ain't doing nothing. One win, act like we've been there before, have more of a business like approach and winning these games and then celebrate, you know, when you've done something, celebrate when you arrive at the NFC championship, celebrate in the ch- NFC championship win, celebrate in a Super Bowl victory, celebrate then. But we'll be celebrating regular season wins for and, you know, you'll celebrate like that if you was the Cleveland Browns. I mean, <laughs> the old Browns are the uh or the Detroit Lions, you would celebrate and pour champagne over your coach after they lost nine or ten straight games and they finally got one, then you would pour champagne on the coach because, yay, man, we finally got one. Hey, we got one. We got to win. We got to win, fam. We got to win. We finally got to win. So what can I tell you, fam, at the end of the day, the black and gold, man, they got to do what they do. But listen, we're coming up on our commercial break. When we come back on the other side of the break, baby, we'll keep talking about the Saints, man. So any questions that you guys have, please feel free to put them in the chat. I'll read them. We'll comment questions, concerns, or comments. Place them in the chat, man. You listen to TSC Radio. We'll be back on the other side of the break. Go to the sauce store LLC.com for all your beard needs. Your beard guy. Or if you're a lady that has a guy that has a beard. Well, guess what? Now you can get his beard on point at www.thesaucestorellc.com. Balms, oils, wood picks, all the essentials needed. For optimal beard grooming. They have it at www.thesaucestorellc.com. They got it all. Go to www.thesaucestorellc.com for all your beard needs right now. Tell them Big Q sent HomeBistro.com. Freshly prepared, home-delivered, restaurant-quality gourmet meals delivered straight to your home. Choose from over 50-plus gourmet meal options cooked by world-class chefs and delivered frozen, ready to eat within minutes and no commitment. Welcome to the one-shop gourmet food delivery specialized affordable options to eat right. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from old town alexandria explore whimsical light displays snap selfies and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink book your visit early calendars fill fast so make your plans with friends visitors guests or that special someone today buy tickets today at cameronicenlights.com that's cameronicenlights.com looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, PrizePix will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepix.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepix.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Right and feel great. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Every ingredient is handpicked to the highest standard. And why you should buy from homebistro.com? Restaurant quality made with natural ingredients delivered right to your door. Overnight shopping is available. Diabetic, paleo, heart health, and vegetarian options to eat during business since 1999. Courteous, knowledgeable, and professional support. Complete PCI compliant SSL security ordering and great meals. Choose from some of my favorite dishes. The Mediterranean chicken with orange honey sauce, the charbroiled chicken romesco, or the grilled chicken breast with sweet and spicy vegetables. No matter what you choose, you can't lose with homebistro.com. Eat great, feel good, 
good and save some money with homebistro.com. Hit the link in the description section below for more information. TheWhoThatDaily.com. That's right, TheWhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything. New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelicans, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, TheWhoThatDaily.com is your site. TheWhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in Orleans. back in the building big ups to the fam appreciate y'all being in the live stream man on this one tsc coach payton temporary sideline from saints workout man we covered that on the show plus other topics on this side man we'll finish up the stream we'll ask any questions the family members have oh and, and, and of course this is a huge huge very huge uh game for the saints on many levels Coming off that five-game losing streak, that's right, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five. Count them. One, two, three, four, five straight losses. First in the Sean Payton era uh, that that happened, but the black and gold, baby, it's got to stay focused. They got one against a bad Jet Club, which was still a win. It was it was a double win, in my opinion, because, number one, you beat them bad, 30 to, what, nine? And then you beat them and got out of there without losing anybody to injury. So that's a double win in my book. Plus, if you want to throw a third caveat in there, you give the Saints team a win and you're gaining guys back. You're getting guys. Hopefully you get Cam back. We know Cam and Ingram. We already got Ty Montgomery back. Ty is clear. He he practiced today, Wednesday. Uh, Cam and Ingram are on the way. Coach Payton, even though right now is dealing with symptoms, he's under the weather but tested negative. So that's a positive, you know what I mean? But the re- it also is so many positive things because we talk about the coming back of Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And when Chauncey it, it coming back to help out the defense, Quan Alexander is healthy, Davenport dealing with the shoulder issues, but he's playing, you know? So there's a lot of positive things going on. As you see some, the saints getting their people back together, a really pleasant surprise that we, talk about but we don't talk enough about is Nick Vanette. Nick Vanette, the guy that Coach Payton signed, I think he was the second guy, well not maybe the second or third out, out of the building signing that Coach Payton did. He offered him a multi year contract right when Denver cut him. And of course he's an Ohio State guy. So he comes in here. He didn't play the first several weeks of the season. Ultimately he comes in and plays duty when Vanette gets hurt, comes in, makes catches. He had the touchdown catch of 20 yards and several weeks ago and his blocking has been evident. If you notice since Nick Vanette's been in the lineup with the saints, the saints blocking and running game have gotten better. I ain't going to say a lot better, but they've gotten better because that's his forte. Nick Vanette's a big guy, really like a mobile offensive lineman, uh, not really that athletic, but he's really, really a good blocker. And that's something that Coach Payton wanted to do because we, we talked about this in the preseason and the offseason leading into the preseason in the training camp was the fact that this Coach Payton wanted to reestablish his tight end room. Because remember, in years past, we had a, a lot of success with a loaded tight end room. We really did. Nick Vanette was a big part of that because he was he was the most veteran senior member of the tight of the tight end room 
being that Jawan Johnson was making the jump from wide receiver to tight end. And of course, Gary Griffin was a guy you couldn't really count on because just like what he is now, he's having hamstring issues in and out of the lineup. You can't really lean on him. But and Adam Troutman was a guy, third round draft pick for the Saints with high aspirations in the second year, dropping passes, missing blocks, had a tough sophomore slumpish year. In my opinion, that's what I, it looks like. That's something that happened. He, he He's having a sophomore slump year. So, I mean, but outside of that, I anticipate, and it's just me, I anticipate the Saints uh, looking a lot better because of the tight ends, because the Saints can go into packages where they can roll all their tight ends out there. And remember, Coach Payton's philosophy using Nick Vanette mostly as a blocking tight end, and of course, Troutman as a receiving tight end threat that you can move around the field and kind of create mismatches and, and get a kid credit. In the last several games when he was playing, he did do better. And, of course, in the game where Coach Payton was trying to flow the offense through Troutman, he showed up and had a, a, a decent game, give him his credit. Of course, he got hurt in that matchup, and that kind of threw us back. But having Vanette there for his blocking, Troutman need to step up. He's doing better. If we can get that last game before he got hurt, Troutman, I would I would take that. And, of course, more usage of Jawan Johnson in the – and in, 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 in on, on the team, being that LaJordan Humphrey's missing and all this kind of stuff, we can definitely use those guys. And Coach Payton foresees using uh, Juwan Johnson like a wide receiver moving around in the slot and different places like that to play, blocking, you know, just out of just off the offensive line. And having the three tight end package in there gives the Saints an opportunity to run the ball with Adam, with, uh, with uh, Elvin Kamara, Mark Ingram when he comes back, Ty Montgomery, who will help out in the wide receiver room as well. So these are positives. These are big positives as the Saints get healthy, getting, like I said, as the aforementioned players back. You know, it's not none of the quarterbacks or none of that, but but yes, we are getting our some of our more talented uh, players back and some of our best reserves behind those players back, and let's see how the team looks moving forward. Now, I'm going to question the family members out there. Do you think we have enough to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? The Saints defense comes to play to get pressure on them. The next thing would be, of course, the Saints will have to score touchdowns. Not field goals, but touchdowns. There's only so much you can do uh, suppressing the team down uh, before the team has, uh, you know, makes a touchdown or two or three. The Saints will have to really have to step up and score some touchdowns. They're going to have to do that. Now, against the Jets, they was stammering, stumbling and bumbling. And in the second half, things kind of changed a bit when they kind of reeled off 17 points in the fourth quarter to kind of run away with that thing. So did they learn anything against the Jets? And I'm saying in terms of their offense, and did they find something? Obviously, they got the win. So something broke loose and shook loose, and we know the Jets are just really that bad. But the confidence the Saints had to move the ball underneath Taysom Hill, the confidence of a quarterback is astronomical. If he's playing with confidence, the Saints are dangerous. Insofar as they have to compete, Deal with him as a rusher and a passer. Now, intermediate and short uh, plays is something that he's going to have to get used to. And, of course, uh, stretching the field. Because really do I really do thank family coming into it. Now, we're talking a lot about this. And I'm going to get more into uh, breaking that down when we get into the preview stream about what the Saints need to do against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Because this is a very pivotal matchup coming into the match. This is a real pivotal matchup. The Saints lose this one here. I mean, they won't be mathematically eliminated, but it most certainly will hurt. They have to be able to put pieces together one game at a time. Four games remaining, one game at a time. One game at a time, because every last one of these four remaining contests are very dangerous matchups against teams. It's always a dangerous matchup when you plan your NFC rivals in the part twos. We all start with the part two against Tampa Bay this Sunday night. And then after that, we go to a AFC East matchup with the Miami Dolphins, who are have played better, so they're not a shoot, you know, a pushover. And of course, down the line, you have the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, part twos as well. And it's going to come down because all these teams' records are right around each other. So the one game approach has to be utilized here. We heard Coach Payton say that uh, we covered it two week two days ago. On the previous stream, when we heard Coach Payton talking about that, we played it on this. The uh, as well, the the mindset of the team going forward is to restrict the focus, pinpoint uh, precision in terms of what we need to pay attention to, one game at a time. The Saints give Tampa Bay problems, so 
We just need our players to show up and execute. Offensive line is another thing that did look a little bit better. I mean, but you put the tape on. My goodness. Uh, Kelvin Throckmorton head on the swivel. You know, Eric McCoy got beat a couple of times. It just didn't look good. James Hurst, you know, he got kind of beat too. I mean, so it's like getting out and setting up the play, getting out and finding who you need to block and mauling them out. And of course, with the run with Elvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, they were able to do that. So, you know, the tight ends will be instrumental in the rest of the season because our wide receivers are danged up, banged up pretty good. So the tight end room is healthy. The running back room is especially healthy with Ingram once he comes back along with Kamara, who's already out there. You talk about Tony Jones Jr. and Ty Montgomery. So thick, thick running back room, thick tight end room. Those will be called upon to help the team moving forward because the wide receivers are banged to hell. You know this. And of course, the Saints, you've seen a lot of use of Adam Prentice, the former Denver Bronco tight end that we brought in to compete with Adam Arma, who I think Arma is now in Washington playing for the football team. So we lost him. But yes, absolutely. Be kind says one play at a time on Sunday. Yes, one game at a time, one play at a time. That's what that's that's what we got to do, family. We've got to do that. We've got to do that. And we do that. We get back to 500. And then it's another game at a time. You got three more games left. You got one against the Dolphins. One game at a time. And also remember that the Saints play really well on the road. I don't know what. Don't ask me. I don't know why that is the case this year. I don't know why the Saints have not been able to harness the soul out Superdome and all of that ferocious who that energy and turn it into something to make it positive for the Saints to win matchups. Don't ask me why. I don't know why that's the case that the Saints are. They have a losing record in the dome and a, a, a good record on the road. I don't I don't know what that's about. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> this rendition of this club is simply different, a lot different than previous reincarnations because their predecessors were, you know, would be teams that would actually operate the the adverse way. You know, we would be beating people's ass in a dome and kind of struggle a little bit on the road. Not this team this year, <laughs> this team this year, they, they like it on the road. I guess we, I guess the, the family members in the dome are a little too hardcore when they start screwing up, they start booing and I guess they can't handle it. You know, I guess that's what it is. But but listen, bear this in mind about the Saints in the Dome. The Saints are two and four in the Dome, man. They're two and four in the Dome, you know, and and, and that's really strange. If you ask me uh, why that why is that the case that they're that bad uh, in the Dome? I don't know. They're two and four in the Dome. But, you know, but four and three away. <laughs> They're four and three away, but two and four in the dome. I I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe y'all can make sense of it. I don't get it. I don't know what the hell going on as far as that's concerned. But it bowls with that statistic bowls well this time around because the Saints are going to Tampa Bay. So, hey, I'm happy about that right now. Of course, we have to be concerned about it when they come back home against the Miami Dolphins. But at the same time, we got to worry about that because <laughs> maybe not for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers matchup, but from that perspective, they have two more home games after this matchup with the Dolphins and the Panthers, and then finally they go to Atlanta uh, to take on them in, in their building. So we got to rectify that, man. <laughs> we can't, <laughs> we can't let, we got to, we got to fix that shit lickety split. But the, but yeah, I like what's going on, man, in terms of the Saints. I think the game plan fits the Saints. The question is, do the Saints score enough points uh, to uh, change things, to to challenge with them? Can the Saints defense put enough pressure on Tom Brady uh, to do something? And and that team averaging over 30 yards per, I mean, 30 points per contest, but they give up 23 a game. So they could score the ball, no doubt about it. They can make touchdowns. You know, they're a very ferocious team. They've currently, they're on the full game winning streak. So they're feeling good about themselves, man. They beat the Giants, the Colts, the, the Falcons, all 
beat them and then in overtime barely got by the Bills. I thought they were going to lose to the Bills. That would have been nice to see that. But Tampa's actually 10-3, and three, Kev. I knew that was like, oh, no, I don't think they're 9-4. They're 10-3. and three. I'm looking at it right in the NFC South standings. Saints are. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 10 and 3. Now, we can help uh, help them out and put them in the ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can get and sweep them. That would be really lovely for the Saints to sweep them. Now, do I anticipate the Saints winning all the remaining games? I, I mean, who knows, man? Likely, likely not. They probably won't win all it. But then again, you never know with the Saints. I'm just going to keep it real with you. Saints are 4-3 uh, on the road. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fam, are 6-0 and in Raymond James Stadium. They have not lost a game all year long in Raymond James Stadium. So we'll be intrigued. That's, it'll be intriguing to see. Something got to fall. Hopefully the Saints can take care of business and get some revenge. There. I know a fresh Cam Jordan and Ingram with that, all their emotional energy and their craziness will help us out. Having Ramchek and Armstead, that, that'll be big uh, for what they might be able to do. Uh, having some of our guys, a full slate of guys, Taysom Hill, from what I'm hearing, his fingers feeling a lot better than what it was. Okay, he might be able to throw. But the key to it, and we'll talk about more of and go back over this stuff when we get closer and closer to the weekend, is that Taysom Hill is going to have to throw the damn football. That's what it comes down to. He's going to have to, and they're going to have plenty of opportunities to do that. So it's going to be fun watching that happen. All right, so let's recap, fam. Let's go back over our show as we get closer to the end of the broadcast. Uh, Sean Payton temporarily sidelined uh, from Saints workouts, but the show must go on. This was something dealing with Coach Payton was feeling under the weather and as a voluntary move, took himself away from team activities until he feel he felt better. And of course, he tested negative. But, you know, it's just a precautionary move right now. The Saints dealing with a lot. We lost uh, Ty Montgomery, Cam and Mark Ingram on the C-19 list. We don't need any more issues. Uh, so good move by Coach Payton to kind of just remove himself out of the frac- the fracas until things get better because we gonna need we don't need them to miss any time. We're gonna need them for this Tampa Bay matchup. Wednesday's injury report, we also went over that today. As uh nine Saints players appeared on the Wednesday injury report, Ramcheck and Armstead were both DMP'd. I think Armstead more rest than anything. Ramcheck has been on there for a while, didn't play, but word on the street, he's supposed to play in this matchup here. So we'll see. Caden Ellis in uh, is DMP with hamstring. Garrett Griffin who played pretty decently with blocks in the Jets matchup, had a hamstring issue. He's DMP'd. The Jordan Humphrey had a hamstring issue prior to the Jets matchup. He was DMP. Pete Werner, who missed the Jets game with an elbow issue, was was limited in practice, but he played. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson dealing with a toe situation. He still played. Davenport with a shoulder. He still played. But all three of those last aforementioned, Werner, Johnson, and Davenport were all limited in practice. And the final man on the Injury report, Taysom Hill's right finger listed as fully practiced. So that is a good sign indeed. For the Buccaneers, they conducted a walkthrough on Wednesday, and they had a few guys that were that didn't play. Jamal Dean, the defensive back, Leonard Fournette, uh, Richard Sherman, and Antonio and Antoine Winfield, the safety, all DMP for Wednesday. Limited action was the other safety, Jordan Whitehead. He's dealing with a calf issue. And, of course, Jason Pierre-Paul, shoulder fully practiced, and their punter, Bradley Pinion, with a right hip issue fully practiced as well. And, then of course, additional moves that are announced by the black and gold is that Will Clapp was moved from the active uh, 
squad to the practice squad. So Clapp cleared waivers and they put him back on the practice squad. Wide receiver Ty Montgomery was active from the C-19 list to the active roster, which was good news. And so uh, under the sneaky move under the radar was Adam Troutman was added to the active roster from the IR. Troutman is back on the team. And you mix him with Nick Vanette and Jawan Johnson. That takes the pressure off him. You can utilize him different ways. And I think that's the point of having all three of those guys together. I think that's a big bonus, man, to do that. And, of course, other news to talk about as well was the fact that we did cover the Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram as people anticipating both those guys. Mark um, uh, Ty Montgomery came back for Cam Jordan and Ingram also to come back from the C-19 list. Only time will tell. Josiah Bronson was released. Uh, him and Will Clapp. Will Clapp was re-signed to the practice squad, like I mentioned. And But Josiah Bronson was claimed by the Cleveland Browns, and he's now a Cleveland Brown. So Joseph Bronson will not be back for the Saints. Maybe perhaps if they release him, the Saints might get another opportunity to bring him back. But right now, the Browns are claiming him, so he's officially a Cleveland Brown player. And, of course, another news story that I want to talk about on this side of the break in the last few minutes that I got remaining is New Orleans Superdome have a renovation plan, which includes $27 million in the pandemic aid uh, from a politician's proposal. This is coming from the AP that Governor John Bell Edwards, who's the governor of, of Louisiana administration of Louisiana, him and his administration and Louisiana legislative leaders appear to have struck a deal to use 27 million in federal monies for the uh, C-19 to help pay for a portion of renovations to the St. Superdome. Isn't that nice? Two months after lawmakers stalled a prior financial proposal, Edwards administration describes the state contribution to the Superdome upgrades as critical to reaching an agreement with the Saints that keeps the NFL team in a state for decades. So really taking 27 million of federal uh, C-19 money and giving it to the Saints for Superdome renovations is pivotal in keeping the Saint in the state for decades. Really? After behind-the-scenes negotiations, the federal funding plan, along with a companion plan to let the Superdome manager pay off a debt to the state years early, go before two panels for approval Thursday. The Buying Commission and the Joint House and Senate Budget Committee have backed the arrangement for the proposal to work. That appears likely to happen at the Commission of Administration. Jay Darden, Senator President uh, Paige Cortez, and Speaker Clay Slick Snyder said they have agreed on outlines of financing the plan. They said they're comfortable with it. I think members will be comfortable with it as well. I think we're in good shape. And that's what he says. He's a Gonzalez Republican. Details of the arrangement outlined to the Associated Press and described in a memo from the Superdome Oversight Board and the Louisiana Stadium and Expedition District provided by Darden's office. Now, the Superdome Oversight Board, the Louisiana Stadium and Expedition District are unelected bureaucrats that sit on top of that and they distribute monies how they see fit. The new arrangement would have the state putting up 54 million of the 450. That's your money. Now 54 million of it. They put it up. Like it's the state. No, that's your money of the 450 million in state. And that's also your money improvements, 27 million already authorized through the state construction budget and 27 million from the federal C-19 relief aid. I don't think that's cool to use that. Cause I think other people could use that. That's down from previous proposals that would have the state contributing 90 million to the dome renovations says I what we have, what I believe is going to be an acceptable agreement. How is this acceptable? <laughs> it's just it's crazy. The reworked Superdome improvement plan will keep the Saints at the original plan of putting up 150 million while the shares from the Louisiana Stadium and Expedition District would increase to 246 million. They don't pay for anything. And remember, they're supposed to reap the rewards of well over 100 million over the next 15 to 20, what, 15 years or whatever the costs are for the names on the building for Caesar Superdome. Remember, they're supposed to get over 80 million dollars back from that. So you th- it, they just you're just giving money. They, they don't lose anything. And the state share crop could even lower from 54 million. So the 27 million in federal pandemic assistance would be returned to the state and hotel motel tax dollars allocated to Louisiana state. See how they move money around to make it work. You see how they do that? The state's current lease with the NFL team expires in 2025, though the Saints owner, Gail Benson, has pledged she intends to keep the club in New Orleans. Why would she leave? They don't have they don't pay no rent. Why would they leave the team? The Saints and the Pelicans don't pay any rent on those buildings. They they, they, they get all of the money out of that. And plus, remember, the state gave them a whole goddamn skyscraper. They call it the Benson Tower. Now. They basically gave them that goddamn building. 
and told them, listen, we'll rent suites from you in the building if you renovate the building. <laughs> it's amazing. $450 million in upgrades to the nearly 50-year-old iconic stadium in downtown New Orleans with expanded club and suite levels, new concession stands, viewing decks, and other improvements was a part of the plan the next announced by Edwards more than two years ago aimed at keeping the Saints. The Saints are not going nowhere, man. They got too much of a sweetheart deal. They don't pay anything, and they're banking out. Gail is the richest person in the state. She's worth well over $4 billion. I mean... <laughs> They don't, you don't pay any taxes. I mean, you don't pay any rent. You're just banking out. Of course, I'd be wealthy too. The stadium renovations begin in 2020 are expected to wrap up before the Super Bowl is scheduled to be held in Superdome in February, February of 2025. Now, Darton said it's critical, critical now, listen to the verbiage, to reach a deal on the state's share of the financing by the end of the year so the Louisiana Stadium and Expedition District can sign a contract for the next phase of construction work. Among the other features of the plan, that the stadium and expedition district will pay off the bond debt owed to the state in the sum of 20 million, 28 million, rather than through installments. Uh, court, the politician said that debt repayment was critical to striking a deal. Lawmakers rejected a previous plan that would have the state simply forgiving the debt as a part of its contributions to the renovation. Now, how about that? Just forgive the debt. We, we, we banking out. We don't want to pay it. Just forgive it. And 28, that's a drop in the bucket to these people. The Saints organization agreed to reduce the rent. Listen to this. The Saints organization has agreed to reduce the rent charge for state agencies in an office building owned by Benson to market value rather than the higher than average leech arrangements that have been in place. Let me read that again. The Saints organization agreed to reduce the rent charge of state agencies in the office building owned the Benson Tower. They, the state pays for suites in that building. They're paying the, the Benson. So she said, we'll drop the rent on that. You see what I'm saying? The Saints will sign. And then they was doubling up on the rent <laughs> rather than higher than average lease arrangements. So they're just banking out. The Saints will sign an agreement detailing the NFL's club commitment to stand in New Orleans through 2035 with a 10-year a extension options if the full Superdome renovations are complete. So banking out, banking out, banking out. Why not the black and gold, baby? Banking out. Gail's the richest woman in the state worth well over $4 billion. Don't pay any taxes. The renovations to the Superdome are paid by the taxpayers. $27 million in federal money that was designated for C-19 that could have went to C-19. Guess what? It won't. It'll go to the Saints. Everything goes to the Saints in the city of New Orleans. I'll just tell you, man, if we take just 5 to 10% of what we give the Saints and give to the city, those streets wouldn't look like that. Sewage and water board wouldn't look like that. The craziness and the crime wouldn't look like that. You could use some of that money to invest in vocab schools. They have voca vocational schools where people can learn trades so they can get employment as opposed to investing money in prisons. So, I mean, it's a it's a it's not hard to fix problems when you really want to. It is. It really is. But when you operate under a caste system where people are using finances to control people, that's where we are. But we won't be there very long as long as we wake up to understanding how it works. And once we start learning how it all works, then you can stop being a spectator. You can actually participate on the field of play because it's really driven by you. Despite the fact that it feels like it's not, it's all driven by you. And merely all we have to do is learn how it is. And once we learn it, we can guide it where we want it to be and get have some onus in this thing. That's what it comes down to. So, man, like I said, isn't that awesome? But at the end of the day, baby, you got your saints, ain't what that's what it's all about. It might cost you a couple of hundred mil, but you got your saints. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for another episode of TSC Radio, man. I thank all you guys for joining us. If you like the show, if you like TSC Radio, man, show us some love, man. Join TSC Radio, go there and subscribe, man. Share the show links on your social media feed. As we look to bring TSC Radio back to the building. So every day, every Wednesday at 530, TSC Radio will be in full effect, man. So I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Much love to all you guys. And I'm going to holler at you on Thursday stream. And for the rest of the family members, I'll see you all on Pelican Post Game Report later on tonight as we cover the Pelicans matchup. So with that being said, I'm going to holler at you all later. Peace.
Big ups to the family members for supporting the live stream. First and foremost, thank you for all that you've done. I'd like to give a special shout out to all the family members out there that have been responsible for the growth of helping the platform by sharing of the links as well as many other positive things, shopping at the merch shops. But if you really want to take it to the next level, consider joining our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the PRO Media Network. Patreon.com forward slash the PRO Media Network where you can join up and become a monthly contributor. We have several different options to become a Patreon member from a dollar going up. So it depends on your level of commitment. And we really appreciate what you guys are doing as you continue to see growth and success at the PRO Media Network. If you want to ratchet up your support, please feel free to become a member at the Patreon.com forward slash the PRO Media Network where you have access to lock content, the TSC Q&A live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Over 20 shows are available right now. And also on Q with Big Q where we talk about those real topics and subjects are also over 10 shows of those are available. You can get access to lock content and plus visual respect on our scrolling banners from YouTube members to our Patreon champion. So please feel free to join now at patreon.com forward slash the pro media network. Thank you very much. Saints and Pelicans fan, so the only podcast I can get my fix is the Sports Coma with Big Q. The guys intense, funny, and they always keep it real. Check out the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Are you a boxing fan? Check out Ring Kings Boxing only on the PRO Media Network. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.